0: all about movies life and so much more i'm jordan anderson this is my podcast and i do sincerely appreciate each and every one of you for coming by and giving it a listen um presumably on october 10th so welcome um so once again uh she was on here earlier but she insisted on coming back uh it is my it is my wonderful mother uh linda Ficken. welcome back to the podcast
1: Thanks for having me, Jordan.
0: What brought you back or what did you want to come back for? I mean, other than the talk about the ghost and, uh, and Mr. Chicken. <laughs>
1: um, the first time I was on, I don't know. I, I didn't know what was expected and I came off kind of dry and this movie is fun. Anyway, I just wanted to have a... a a chance to do a second podcast and redeem myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know if any redeeming yourself is necessary, but I am very much happy to have you back. I was actually looking forward to this. And and also, I will say I was actually looking forward to, to talking about this movie, surprisingly enough, which you might be surprised on this. Because I will no doubt, um, I'm just going to assume, a lot of people probably haven't even seen, let alone heard... Of the ghost and Mr. Chicken starring Don Knotts. And then what is the, the woman's name again?
1: Uh, I, Joan Stanley.
0: Okay, Joan Stanley. the actress. Okay. So, <clears throat> let me talk about the, the the story here of the movie. Just, what? Hang on. What's her character's name? I don't know. You, you're holding the DVD. I'm sure it says I don't it. remember. No,
1: I don't think it does.
0: Okay, hang on. Let's Alma? Uh, Alma? Potts? Alma. Sure, we'll call her Alma Potts. I, I don't uh, know. Okay. What well, do we have to have that act? you know, correct for this? I mean I'm sure the I'm sure the audio I, I have a computer right in front of me. Stop that. Oh, okay, yeah. Get her name. Alma <laughs> I'm typing in Alma Potts to see what comes up. Uh nothing. Alma cookware, that's not it. Um, I'll, say I'll just her, her put name. the I'll put the ghost and Mr. Chicken and I'm sure it's gonna come up. Alright, Alma Parker. There yes, you go. I was
1: really close. What do I call it? Alma pots. Oh, I was
0: very close. Yes, you were very close. Okay. <clears throat> so let me go ahead. I want to get in uh oh, oh my what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Alma pots. <laughs> I, I you can say it, it's fine. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> okay, I don't know. She 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 came more prepared this time, people. She's got a notepad and everything, so Okay, so I want to read the actual story for this movie, and then uh, we can start getting into what I had in mind to talk about for it. So, let me go ahead and read the synopsis here. Looking to score a break as a newspaper reporter and impress the beautiful Alma Parker, played by uh, Joan Staley, I guess is how you say her name. Yeah,
1: so that was a correction. You called her Alma Potts, and it's Alma Parker was her character.
0: I thought you called her Alma Potts. No. No. Whatever, Alma, who cares? This is my mom. I don't
1: know, I'm getting so mixed up, but yeah, her name was Alma Parker in the movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. So, Alma Parker, played by Joan Staley, is a, uh, okay, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm all thrown off now from this correction. Okay, so looking to score a big break as a newspaper reporter and impress the beautiful, let's just say Alma, and move past it uh i don't even know what this word is milla, milla, milla what is that? Who, who the hell actually says that word he's a yeah. t- he's a typesetter uh luther heggs that is don Knotts. he pitches a story about the about his small town's haunted house and when his editor apparently played by a man named dick Sargent, that's such a manly name uh insists luther spends the night alone in the spooky mansion where a grisly murder suicide has taken place decades earlier the timid reporter learns that the house contains a supernatural resident ooh, a ghost and uh doesn't like visitors and that is essentially the story of this movie so a couple things first that i wanted to get addressed right off the bat I'll be honest, I never heard of this movie. Uh, I knew who Don Knotts was from, like, the Andy Griffith show and whatnot, but, I mean, this is more from your generation than, than mine. So why don't you tell me what you know about this movie and why you wanted me to watch it?
1: Well, it's October, and it's getting close to Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, it's an all-time favorite childhood movie.
0: Well, do you remember when you first saw it?
1: Uh, yes. So um, I grew up in Cedar Rapids, and they had um, matinee movies. Uh, I don't know what local station aired them, but we would see, like, this movie, and then there were some Jerry Lewis movies, and um, I don't know. They were, like, timeless classics, I guess? Uh, timeless comedy classics and um it was very dear to me it was halloween do
0: you know if you saw it in the theater no well did you see it at home then like with your dad and
1: with my siblings
0: did they like it was it... a
1: saturday matinee like there were just movies that they would play in the afternoon and we would watch it and
0: now i now you're going to know this more than me but like was was this before the uh, like the Andy Griffith show, or this was like after? Because like I, I I don't know exactly oh, yeah. when that fact. show.
1: Fun okay. fact. Jordan had mentioned I I looked up some information about the movie and um this was one of uh, Don Knotts first film it was actually his first first film after leaving the Andy Griffith show
0: oh okay because like I I did I also did some research and I did see that it was mentioned that it may have possibly been one of his first movies but then but then upon looking at it further it was one of his first movies that he did with Universal Pictures because he had actually signed a five uh, five picture deal with them after the Andy Griffith show so he he was kind of riding high off the success of that show I guess it's safe well, to say he- he
1: won, I think, at least five Emmys for playing Barney Barney Fife on Andy Griffith. So, I did not know he, that. He's very beloved. I mean, the whole show, we're getting off of the movie, but it is part of the background. He, um, The Andy Griffith show is timeless, too, and it has just lessons about... I mean, it was just a da- different... Slower time, like a little town.
0: And we're and we're going to get into that here in a moment because it's actually something I wanted to talk about. But specifically, let's talk about Don Knotts because you're more familiar with him than me. I've seen clips of Andy Griffith. You know, I, I can't say it's something I ever really watched. This is the first movie I'd ever actually seen with him, to tell you the truth. But... Just what do you think about Don Knotts? Like, why do you like him? Do you think that, you know, he's like an endearing person? Or just tell me your thoughts on Don Knotts.
1: Well, his movies, um, he was in a movie, and I I do not have the name of it. Um, Probably after The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, he was an astronaut. But he always kind of played an underdog kind of person with a big heart. I guess kind of similar to Barney Five. Barney... Was um, he meant well, but he'd do the stupidest things <laughs> and then uh, he could just pull it off. Don Knotts was really good at um, playing a kind of a nervous kind of person.
0: Yeah, I noticed actually when I was doing some research into Don Knotts that that was one of the things that he was that he was, uh, the, that he was known for was his, uh, they would kind of say like his nervous man stick, you know, like that would kind of be mm-hmm. his thing. He'd always be playing somebody that has like really high anxiety or is unsure of himself, doesn't have confidence, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> and let me just kind of rattle off some Don Not stuff and maybe, and you might know this more than, more than me, but, um, so he was born in 1924, which is kind of crazy. Uh, lived until he was 81, so he passed away, sadly, in 2006. Um, but actually, kind of interestingly enough, apparently his kind of first foray into entertainment was he actually started as a ventriloquist. Um, that was kind of his thing. He actually did things with, like, puppets and, you know, whatever uh. whatever ventriloquists do. And then apparently shortly after he started kind of doing that at a very young age, at the age of 19... Uh, he actually enlisted in the in the United States Army during World War Two. Um, and then I guess because of his ventriloquy stuff, uh the main thing that he did was that he was actually enlisted to entertain the troops. Um, so he did stuff overseas and put on shows and and actually did a little bit of stand up comedy and whatnot too. So I think just from an early age he had always had uh an interest in show business and whatnot, but um and then I guess like I guess shortly after the war got back, he he got married, and then he eventually just kind of was doing some some TV performances and whatnot here and there. Of course, the Andy Griffith Show is kind of what made him be a, I would say a household name in the '60s. Uh, and then of course he did the Ghost of Mister Chicken. He did a uh, subsequent series of movies after that, but it it did seem like the '60s after the '60s ended, like that was kind of like his high point in his career. And after that, he never really had like that height of fame um he
1: played the landlord he played the landlord on three's company for quite
0: a while i've heard of three's company but i don't know what it is what uh, is well, well what is it
1: i don't know it uh, it starred uh john Ryder. oh gosh Riker?
0: not uh, john ritter
1: ritter yes and uh suzanne summers and i can't think of the other girl
0: is it a is it a sitcom?
1: It was a sitcom.
0: What was it about? I mean, like, tell, tell, I mean, you don't have to it be was exact.
1: But. In the day, um, so the two mm. girls were roommates, and then uh, John, who I can't think of his character's name on this show, but he moved in with them, and that was a big woo. Mm. Uh, women and men, it was just taboo. They didn't live together, but um, and none of them were in a relationship. But to have a man move in with two women. So, thus the name Three's Company, but it was really popular.
0: I see. So, one thing I I, I want to touch on for you know just Don Knotts and whatnot is you actually just revealed this to me. You only revealed this to me last night. I'm surprised, Mom, especially because of my love of movies and whatnot. You have an autograph from Don Knotts. I think you need to share that story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so we were watching the movie, and about halfway through, I uh, I was like, oh, I need to remind, well, actually, uh, I needed to reveal, I guess. Um, I have, well, I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, I, ran- I went down to the basement, and I have a tote of some childhood things that I keep. And I had an autograph book that, were, that was really popular when I was growing up. And so I'd have my teachers sign it, and I'd have my friends sign it, and I'd have my dad's, you know, my aunt's uncles sign it. And everything was always a rhyme. Well, um, while we were watching the movie, I remembered that uh, I actually, in fact, have Don Knotts um, autograph. So Yeah, but
0: yeah, but how'd you get it?
1: I'm going I'm getting there, I'm getting there. So my father worked at the Cedar Rapids Airport and Don Knotts was traveling through Cedar Rapids. do you, I,
0: do you know what he was like traveling through for? Or no. Like just in between something, like
1: I have no idea. Dad never told me. He was okay. just traveling through and so uh, ironically, I was in the hospital with an appendectomy. And
0: uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. I'm not a doctor. What's an appendectomy? Uh, Appa what?
1: Appendectomy. I had my appendix out I when know. I was 16. I didn't know that. A oh, lot of things you don't know. Anyway. Well, do share. <laughs> so my father uh, knew how much the kid, you know, his kids, me and my brothers and sisters, liked Don Knotts. And he asked Don if he would give his autograph uh, for his daughter, Linda, that was in the hospital. So so actually, gosh, I should, I looked at it, but I think it just says, get well, Linda. Well, it
0: said like, get well soon, uh, yeah. Linda, but he misspelled your name.
1: Well, dad, yeah, dad didn't correct it. My name is L Y N D A, and he spelled it L I N D A. Mm-hmm. But anywho, um, do you Jordan re- was like,
0: "Wow." He well, was, do you hang on? Do you remember, like, you know, Grandpa giving you the autograph? I mean, like, yes. I, it was a long time ago. But I mean, like, what was your reaction? I want to know. I was like,
1: excited.
0: Like, did Super you think excited. he? Did you think he was telling the truth? Like, were you just like, "Oh my well, god!" Yes,
1: he, he would have people. Famous people would go through the airport.
0: Did did Grandpa meet anybody else
1: who was famous? I can't remember. Yeah, because I just. It's just just interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Still alive to ask him. I'm sure other actors, actresses um, were through there, but anyway.
0: Now, you also have another autograph. Yes. Catherine Hepburn. I know. How'd you get that? It's it's got nothing to do with this movie. I don't care. I just want to hear it. Yeah, I have two
1: two pretty... Well, Katherine Hepburns is more probably famous. Well, how'd you get that? All right. So she happened to be on like a 2020 show, and she was talking about careers and women and how you really can't have it all. Um, I don't think she ever had children, but she was recognizing that, um, that something's got to give if you're raising a family and you have your career. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, maybe people can do that, but where you're, uh, I don't know. I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, I really liked her interview and I decided to write, um, to her. And so I, must have got a hold of 2020 and said, how do I get a message or how do I get a note to her? And then they actually gave me like an address. So it was in New York and I sent it. And I'll be dang if like a month later, I had a, something in my mailbox that was from New York, New York. And um, I opened it and it's a, it was a personal message back to me. And I, had, I researched that she, in fact, um, would answer all her own fan mail. But she had to have been well into her 80s, at, and I don't know how long she lived, but... Um, anyway, I was very thrilled. and um, So I keep that, I keep... Well, I have now moved uh, Don Knox's autograph into my fire box, instead of in a tote in the basement. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, because if if I had an autograph from... I mean, if I get any autograph, I I put it in a box. Um, The only autographs I actually have are the most recent ones I got from the Napoleon Dynamite screening I went to. And then I'll sidetrack here for a moment because we're talking about autographs. Uh, If you see right there, Mom, the the one behind you there that I have on the shelf, have I told you about who that is? I don't know if you'll find it interesting or not, but I'll mention it. So... Uh, Jared, uh, my older brother, he's been on here before as well. Um, he got me the autograph of the real life uh, Frank Abagnale Jr. that the movie Catch Me If You Can, uh, the oh, one with Leonardo yeah, yeah, DiCaprio, yeah. is based off of. So that is the autograph that I actually have right over there. Cool. Um, well, yeah, which is which is How cool. Did Jared get that? He got it because, uh, a long time ago for work, he got sent to a conference and, and he was a featured guest speaker there, wow. um, talking about, I think like check security and stuff like that. Cause that's what, I mean, he did go on to have a career with the FBI and the bureau and all that, but, um, Not it, Jared, the speaker, well, the, yeah, the speaker, yeah. Frank Abagnale jr. But what I find funny though is cause I, and I, 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 I have to say the story. So jared told me that he's like hey he's like he's like yeah he's like that you know that movie catch me if you can and i'm like oh yeah i love that movie he's like yeah the the real life guy that that movie's based on he's like i'm gonna see him speak at a show and i like flipped out and lost my mind and was like begging him this was over the phone i was like jared i'm like can you please get his autograph like please please please, please. like that'd be like so great and he was like i don't know if i should ask him for like a, like an autograph for, like his criminal activities you know like that kind of thing but i'm like oh i'm like i can't I can't be the only person that's probably asked for that because, you know, it's a great movie and it's a great story. His life is a fascinating one. And anyways, Jared was able to pull through and and get that autograph for me. So it's one of my most uh, prized possessions. Um, oh.
1: I have two other autographs I don't know if you know about, but they're on a ticket.
0: Oh. Reveal. Reveal.
1: Like, I went to two comedy shows. One is Jerry Seinfeld.
0: You have Jerry Seinfeld on? What in the hell? Or what's the deal with you having his autograph?
1: I was at a show, duh. Worst Seinfeld impression. And then we went to the back. And then I have Roseanne Barr. You want hers?
0: Yes, I want them all. (laughs) When do I get them? Is it after you're gone, probably?
1: Jordan. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. God. Well.
1: Anyway, back to the ghost and Mr. Chicken.
0: It's fine. We're allowed to sidetrack. That's it's okay. So anyway, she wants to talk about the ghost and Mr. Chicken. So let's talk <laughs> about that. So one of my one of my thoughts that I actually had um on this movie was now I I admit I'm I'm a pretty big film guy and I definitely have seen a lot of different movies and I certainly have seen movies from the nineteen sixties. This this one came out on May, May 1st of 1966. But I don't get back to that decade in films all that often. However, what I will say about The Ghost and Mr. Chicken is that I noted kind of throughout the movie that its, it's tone is a horror comedy, but it, it just kind of has like this sense of innocence throughout the entire runtime. At least yeah. that's kind of what I felt. And so what I wanted to ask you, Mom, is that one, do you think that you know, the movie does have a nice innocent quality. And also, kind of the bigger question I want to ask is, do you feel like movies like The Ghosts of Mr. Chicken are, you know, being those innocent, light movies, do you feel like they get made really now nowadays? Or do you feel like it was kind of a, a byproduct of the 1960s?
1: Mm, I don't know. A lot of those movies I get, well... Because and just, is this an adult movie or is this a kid's movie? I'd say
0: it's a family movie. I mean it yeah. seems like it is. It's like rated PG probably. I don't even know it, it says it on the it says it on the back. It's it's alright, oh, well I guess it says it's actually not rated, so I don't know what that means. But hmm. I a kid could watch that. A kid well, yeah. could watch the movie. Yeah. But what I wanted to ask you is kind of like the time of like the nineteen sixties in film, because you know, you're from you're from the generation, so Oh, it
1: showed the romance between Don Knotts and Joan uh, Staley.
0: I do, I do like. And it
1: was very, very innocent. I mean, it was like they're sitting on a porch swing, and and he wants. She's beautiful, and he's kind of this nervous, you know, guy, and he wants to. He wants to instead of just being a a printer, a typesetter, typesetter, which is on. I mean, that's outdated. They would make newspapers that yeah. way. But he wanted to go into reporting. Anyway, they're sitting on this porch swing, and she was dating one of his cohorts in the newspaper that was a reporter. But he was kind of a jock and...
0: A jerk. Well... He's a jerk. He's not, he's not nice. He talks behind his back. He gives him shit. Like, he, he's making fun of them throughout the whole movie. I, he's not I a know, nice but guy. it's like... What? Eh, he wasn't. It just right. shows
1: how uh, Well, that is one thing that doesn't change is that there's just there's nice people in the workplace and then there's uh, Okay, but anyway. there's a
0: difference between someone that's nice and someone that's got a spine. You know, someone that's got uh, confidence. I mean you can he still just be nice and be the in
1: underdog him. and
0: Yeah. No, but I guess I, I I've I just think movies like this. I mean, from like it's like you know it's light, kind of fluffy tone. It's very family, I would say, oriented. Um, it's even the music. You always, you comment on the music. That's like What However, it goes. With
1: anyway, it was very. Uh... I grew up with it, so... Well,
0: then let me ask you, though. Are you viewing this movie through nostalgic goggles where you're just like, well, it's just reminding me of my childhood, or do you think if someone were to I watch it today... enjoy the story,
1: yeah. I know. I, if, if anybody... Well, of any of the listeners that are listening or that are tuning in, again, I say check it out, but um, it may be... I would be curious to see... What a younger person. But what Jordan, I mean, did you find it entertaining?
0: Yeah, so I will I'll I'll shed a little bit of light on that. So my mom has this thing that she does where like when I'm when she wants me to watch a movie and I get it, I, I probably do the same thing too. When I get like really excited that somebody's gonna see a movie that I really like and they haven't seen it before, you know, I want them to enjoy it. I want them to see kind of like their reaction and stuff. And my mom was like <laughs> she was she was being cute, but like she kept like looking at me when like certain moments in the movie were happening to be like, Jordan, isn't that great? Like, look, look, look. And I'm just like, mom, like, just like, let me, let me take it in. Like, let me, let me, you know, have a reaction to it. Um, I can say for myself, it's, it's, it's tough because I'm not saying every movie from the 1960s era is like this, but it felt like, you know, it felt a little dated to me in certain aspects. I mean, the music was kind of hokey. It was very, it was very light and maybe it's just cause I don't get exposed to a lot of movies like that. But as a movie, like, you know, story plot, whatever, I don't want to be too critical. Um, it's fine. Like it's, it's like a light fluffy tone. I just think that, I think that Don Nance is good. I can see why people like him. He is like very good with physical comedy and, and being very like, Oh, oh, oh. he's like all nervous throughout the whole movie. But I didn't really feel the movie around him was that strong. That's just kind of my my personal take on it. I thought he was fine. I like seeing actors like him. I feel like
1: yeah, it had a mystery to it too.
0: I mean, I mean so yeah, maybe a little bit, but I don't know. Um, I just it's interesting anytime I think like you go back and watch a movie that's that's from a different generation because it is such a it's so different even how movies were made back then. it makes the whole experience be different. Um, I'm I'm curious just from you, mom. I mean like movies from the 60s I mean, did you did you do you miss anything from that era of, of movies that you feel like is kind of not here now? I mean, because there's there's a lot of differences. There really are a lot of differences. I mean not just from like how the movies were made, but from like their tone, the way they were written, the way they, the way they were produced. I mean, just a whole lot. Of I've things.
1: always enjoyed feel-good movies.
0: You do more
1: so than than like a uh, like a murder drama um, where I'm sitting on the edge of my seat and I'm trying to figure out the mystery. And I don't. I just want to be entertained. So,
0: and, and this movie does it.
1: This is a very entertaining movie.
0: Now, one thing I wanted to ask because and
1: it was made in 1966.
0: Yes, it. Um,
1: I'm not going to reveal my age, but...
0: (laughs) Oh, no one cares. I mean, you're my mom. I mean, what are they going to... They're Uh, going to assume.
1: Well, this was a fun fact. So, I had forgotten when I... I actually had watched it before Jordan and I had watched it. I borrowed it from a friend at work. And, um, anyway, uh, there's a... When Luther is up making a speech... um, and what was he accepting? Uh, well, uh he was
0: like a guest speaker cuz like they were honoring him for sleeping in the haunted house.
1: Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Cuz it was on the 20th anniversary of this suicide murder. And um anyway, there was a guy in the background and I think he was like an announcer. But um, he would just go at a boy uh, Luther. The, the, they have a
0: heckler throughout the whole movie.
1: But anyway, it said that shortly that um, it inspired a short-lived craze for yelling out at a boy during speeches and other situations. Mm. So, might have been it, yeah
0: so it inspired a generation of rude people interrupting someone yeah. while they were on the stage how 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 nice well funny. yes i suppose so i might be taking it a bit too seriously but what i was gonna ask you mom because i i and i admit i hope you're okay with me saying this but it's funny like anytime like you're like oh like i want to watch like like anytime the month of october rolls around like mom i think it's safe to say like you don't really like like horror horror movies i mean this is a horror comedy like
1: like halloween and what's the jason Jason. well like
0: uh, the jason well the no the friday the 13th
1: yeah friday the 13th um oh my gosh what's uh, you
0: like horror comedies you like scary uh, movies freddy
1: freddy with the razor hand when have you ever watched
0: nightmare on elm street
1: watched it all the time anyway those kind are kind of like now they're they were scary but now they're just more kind of fun and can't be.
0: Can't be. Yes, but what I, my, my point with bringing that up is that... But
1: I mean the real scary ones Yeah, you don't, now, you don't no, like. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Well, oh, I, okay. I, just because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get you on I won't this. be able to sleep. Well, I know, but what is the scariest movie that you've ever seen? I just, I want to know. Oh. Um. Like, really unsettled you. Like, not good.
1: Well... For years I would never watch The Exorcist and then when I finally did but now they even kind of make fun of that one. Mm-hmm. But in the day uh yeah people couldn't sleep with the lights off and it was scary. Um that was one uh The Omen
0: That's a good one.
1: Uh anything that has had to do with Satan or the devil. Ooh. That could be real. I was like, "No.
0: You believe in possession then?"
1: Maybe. Yeah possibly i don't know
0: yeah uh that's that's a subject for another another time but
1: well hanks was in what was he in that who tom hanks
0: the possession movie
1: no just a devil
0: movie The da vinci code yeah it wasn't really a devil movie. Oh, I thought it was. Well, I it's it's thought. yeah, it's it's got conspiracy theories about like the Da Vinci painting and the Bible and blah 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 blah. Uh, um, it's okay. Um, but I am just curious, like wh- like what about horror comedies? Do you like? Because this is a, this is a comedy. I mean, I wouldn't say it's that serious. I mean, it's got like oh my gosh, know,
1: what about those things that uh... scary movies. Right. Leslie Nielsen was in those Halloween ones. What were they? Well, scary oh. movie. The scary, oh, yeah. scary, scary movie. movie. Scary movie. You like those? Yes.
0: <laughs> I think if I had to pick a favorite scary movie of yours, or it, not scary movie but Halloween movie, you love Young Frankenstein. Oh yes. That's maybe I should have you on for that.
1: We could talk about that one next. I always like the, the month of October. Flabbruka. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like the I, that's a bad. Rolling
1: horse. in the hay, rolling, <laughs> rolling.
0: It's a fantastic movie. And
1: it's Frankenstein. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's pronounced "I
1: Anyway,
0: it's fine. Um, we're not talking much. Today. It's okay. Okay, now I hear us. Here's here's a fun question for you because we're kind of in the fun part of the podcast now. So, what are you what are you doing on your phone? Get, Oh, um, oh, she's looking at the time. In a hurry. <laughs> okay, I guess no comment on that. Um, let okay, let me ask mom because this movie's dealing with a haunted house, right? Yes. A murder happens in the haunted house, and a suicide. Not good. Scary. So say the real life situation happens. Someone says, "Linda, you gotta go stay in a haunted house. Are you doing it?"
1: Oh yeah. Um. Oh, sorry. That was a yawn. <laughs> um, I don't know. There is a house in, is it Villisca, Iowa? Where a whole family was slaughtered, killed by axe murder.
0: When the... Um, in the early 1900s. I don't mean to bring up my dad, but I think I think I, I think we stay. drove we drove by that house once as a kid. It's tiny. Yeah. He, anyway, I I don't know, but yes, I've I feel like I've heard what of that. That is a place
1: that you can stay the night. I don't know if I would.
0: Is it because you're like why?
1: Uh, probably because <laughs> I believe in the supernatural. I don't know. Which was
0: my next question. You believe in ghosts? Yes. You do.
1: I think I do, yeah.
0: Have you ever had an experience or heard of a story or anything like that outside of TV or anything like that? Mm, well, I've had like a spiritual visitor.
1: <laughs> you can, I mean, do you want
0: to share or do you want to? Eh, it's okay. We, you you can if you want to.
1: No, not really. I mean, it's it was like my parents are past and I've had like a what I had felt – uh, two spiritual encounters with my mother and then one with my father but like I've been on a bike ride with uh ragbri and we go through these various towns and there was a town that had an old old hotel and you know they of course they want you to come visit and tour and it was supposed to have several ghost sightings and um So as I'm like riding away, even I was like looking in the windows and then we went up to this one floor where, um, you know, there were supposed to be sightings and it could be during the day or night, but I don't know. I, what do you, what's your
0: thought on? I got a lot of thoughts on this because this is just how my mind works. Um, so I think I would do it. I think I would try because and, and this might sound a little strange or I don't really know, but just because I could, I could go off on a whole tirade about this, but to me, to me, I think it's always interesting that movies in particular, you know, anytime a ghost or a spirit is, de- is depicted in film, it's always scary. You know, it's always like they are harming people. They're possessing people. They're always doing something terrible to like, you know, mess with people and mess up their brains and blah, blah, blah. Does every ghost need to be scary no like can't they be like casper like can't they be nice <laughs> well i'm just curious i'm seriously because like cause, like I, why is every ghost have some grudge that they have to like destroy the world of the living with why
1: that's not true how so well i mean there's i think there's
0: what have you ever heard about a nice ghost
1: well ghostbusters had nice ghosts
0: the slimer <laughs> thing that like green thing that like attacks bill murray he's not nice
1: I don't know. I don't know ghost movies, but
0: but I you think, get what I'm saying, right? Because like, depicted. why does every why does every ghost have to be bad?
1: I don't think they're all bad, depicted in movies. Oh,
0: actually, I just thought of it's inappropriate, but in Ghostbusters, they have that one dream sequence with Dan Aykroyd uh, potentially getting some sexual favors done by a ghost. I'm sure you remember that from the first Ghostbusters. I do not. You you really don't this remember. It's a kids' movie. No, I do not. That is some. There is some definite adult innuendo there. The ghost appears above his bed, goes away. His pants unzip. Hello. Uh, I don't remember that. Okay, made my are uncomfortable. Um, so you would stay in the haunted house though. That's what I'm ultimately saying. I, you would do it.
1: I. I don't know. I don't think I could.
0: If a ghost actually came across you, whether it's one that you know from a past family member or say it's just a spirit, what do you do? Tell me. <laughs> a, a ghost comes to Linda. I want to know.
1: <laughs> well, if it was a uh, someone that's that I loved and that was a past person in my life, I wouldn't be afraid. But if it was a total stranger that I didn't know, ghost, then... I don't know I'd be more apt to be uh, apprehensive.
0: I see yeah I I, I I don't know I mean I, I, I I'm kind of a scaredy cat on certain things. In fact I, I didn't even watch horror movies for like the longest time like you know this is not a movie I would consider to be a, a true horror no. film but it's a nice it's it's a nice movie. What I was gonna say and it was actually driving me nuts. I'm gonna someone out in the listening audience is gonna know this because it was driving me insane there is a scene in the movie where they're at that park where he's supposed to give a speech and he's all being nervous around the girl that he likes. And there's this very cute, sweet, innocent exchange where, um, he's kind of like just kind of fidgeting next to her. He doesn't really know what to talk about. And, and she, and he's just like, Oh, like you, you like your food. And she's like, yeah, she's like, I like good food. He's just like, well, gee, Willie He's like, I like good food too. And it was just a, it was a very sweet, playful exchange of just a man. Like, you could tell that he was just ultimately a nice person at his core. Maybe a little awkward or socially uneasy, but a good person. And so I did feel that sense from him come through when I watched the movie. And, and I don't know. I just thought it was nice. It was nice.
1: Well, and he had to believe in himself. You know, it was one of those underdog. Um, he saw things. Then they thought it was a hoax. And then uh, he had to prove it, and um, as he was going through that process, it started making him believe in himself. But
0: let me let me ask um, just for Don Knotts. I think I think I I feel like I actually asked you this on the Into the Blue episode because Paul Walker has also uh, passed away. But you know Don Knotts. I mean, if you anytime I talk about an actor that's passed away, it's just like if you met him, what would you say?
1: Oh. That is a good question. Oh my gosh, I would just thank him for all the memories that he had given me throughout his career, um, and how much I admired. Um, I don't know what he gave to the acting. I mean, he I, he was kind of his own unique
0: um we had very big eyes i felt like that was kind of one of his other trademarks is like he would react to things and like his eyes would just kind of bug out of his head and like you know i mean it made it made it part of the comedy like his reactions just like he was so animated and how he would very
1: animated yeah yeah yeah
0: he kind of in a way actually reminded me you might be surprised that i'm making this reference but he kind of in a way reminded me of like a jerry lewis type you know, because he is very like a almost like a Jim Carrey kind of physical yeah. presence, you know, has that kind of embodiment about him. And I think that's that a very is unique. That's a very thing. good point.
1: I think like um, comedians like Jerry Lewis and uh, Don Knotts kind of paved the road for uh, comedian or comedian actors like Jim Carrey because mm-hmm. they were very kind of physical humor and then he. <laughs> he followed suit, but then he took it a step, you know, a uh, step further in how he delivered. But um...
0: I actually always find it very interesting, um, especially when I do watch those older movies, because I'm also kind of a junkie of like behind the scenes and how they are made. I'm very much into the craft of filmmaking. And... It, it's interesting to me, like actors, because actors are people like anybody else and they have their role models. They have people they look up to or people that inspire their work and whatnot. And I, I think if I met Don Knotts, I, I would ask him a lot of different questions. But I would ultimately ask him who in his life influenced him, you know, yeah, like who, 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 who did he look up to? Because, you know, he has a whole generation before him that I couldn't even tell you the people that he would probably talk about. But I just think it's interesting. I also...
1: He, he actually was born, what, six... What year was he born? Uh, the,
0: in the, well, he was born in the 20s. Was it uh, 19? Yeah, he's from West Virginia.
1: Anyway, I think he was only maybe six years older than my dad. Hmm. So...
0: What did Grandpa think of Don Knotts?
1: Well, he, he loved him. I mean... I know that he loved him. I mean, he, he really liked him and probably liked him as the Barney five.
0: I know it's one thing if grandpa were around today, cause I mean, I, I, I know grandpa liked movies and things like that, but I, I would have loved to have talked with him actually more about like his favorite movies and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like that's, that's a regret I have though. I do. Thank God I have this memory. Cause I, yeah, I'm going to talk about grandpa for a moment. My grandpa. Um, the one movie memory I have with him is that I was fortunate enough to get to see the big screen adaptation of Dukes of Hazzard mm-hmm. uh, with my grandpa. And that's, I mean, unless my mom can correct me, that's the only time I ever recall seeing a movie in the theater with my oh. grandpa there. Yeah, I mean, maybe I did before, but but I don't know. Um, and I just remember he, he liked uh, my, no one's going to appreciate this, but my grandpa was just like, yeah, he's like, I like Boss Hog. I, I, I liked him. <laughs> I can't do a good impersonation he of D- 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 him. D- 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 Daisy Dukes?
1: Yeah, he liked her short shorts, too. Of course he did.
0: <laughs> Grandpa's got good taste. Um, now And then the the other thing I was going to say about uh, about just like my grandpa in movies, I'm trying to think, is, uh, no, mom, hang on, look. So, I don't know if you remember this about grandpa, but I always appreciated the always chuckled it brought a smile to my face every time that he would mention flog uh loghorn loghorn
1: leghorn like,
0: in- Fog leg foghorn leghorn yes <laughs> our grandpa my my brothers uh you know our grandpa loved my father yes my mom's dad loved floghorn
1: Fog.
0: Fog. Horn. I can't. fog
1: say. horn Leghorn.
0: Well, because what was his catchphrase? He's a big chicken, but he had like a. I say, I say, like what?
1: It's partly politically incorrect now.
0: Wait, he got canceled now? Yeah, they don't say it anymore because. Oh no. He'd say yeah. Did he say? <laughs> I didn't. I honestly didn't know. Well, if he
1: it's stupid. I don't. wow well, it's just was southern humor.
0: Well, but... it's a different time. It's a different time. You can say that for certain things.
1: Yes, I think it's I think it's stupid that they kind of banned it because it's I don't like, know. Just well, now I'm of... going
0: to look it up cuz like I I don't remember any part of him being offensive when I was a child, but well, anyhow,
1: apparently some people find him offensive. Well, you
0: know what? But... Let me just put it out there right now. Not that this has anything to do with the Ghost and Mr. Chicken, but Sometimes in life...
1: I watched all that, and I turned out
0: okay. And that's what I'm saying, people. (laughs) Sometimes in life, people say things... I, I can't believe I have to say this, but sometimes in life, people, you hear things that you don't like. Oh my gosh, can you believe that? Yes, that's right. People say things that you don't agree with, but... At least so for we're people individual. We're all individual, we we're all individual and at least for people that live in America, it's part of having a free country. We but, are allowed to hear differing opinions without it being the end of the world. Let's not get off on
1: politics. Are
0: you sure?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: okay. Any last thoughts on Ghost and Mr. Chicken?
1: Um I would just say if you're well If you're into classic movies, it is a class timeless comedy classic. It's uh, rated as that, and I would back that. And um, another movie that I, I mean, Jerry Lewis, uh, The Geisha, The Geisha Boy.
0: The what? The Geisha Boy. (laughs) It's a Jerry Lewis movie?
1: It is, and it was played on a Saturday matinee for... um, kids (laughs) now when you're
0: saying saturday matinee to be clear you just talking about like saturday morning television
1: no i mean sorry it was saturday afternoon it was like a saturday afternoon movie like at the movie theater no it was on the tv
0: okay because sometimes when you say matinee i think of like a movie a local
1: station i see would just play like a a saturday matinee and usually it was you know well like the ghost of mr chicken or the Jerry Lewis, the Geisha Boy. Um, I'm just trying to think of other old. Um, this would be kind of fun to talk about. Just, I mean, if you grew up in Cedar Rapids, and it's along these lines um, where the local stations, and they don't do this stuff anymore. They don't play the Saturday... Mm-hmm. Matinees for families, and then um, like, you, are you just and, saying talk
0: about Saturday matinees like that?
1: No. Then, well, when I was growing up, the local station would have a show called Creature Feature.
0: Creature Feature, what's that?
1: Ten thirty at night, and they would show Creature of the Black Lagoon, all the old vampire movies with vincent like, price
0: yeah and like the mummy and like that kind of thing or all
1: of them werewolf movies it's vampires well, yeah, universal yes yeah. and the uh yeah. godzillas i mean the original godzillas have you actually and,
0: seen the original godzilla mom you yes they like the japanese it. black and yes, white yes they
1: had it on creature feature okay so they need to bring some of that stuff back for your generation to see.
0: Well, here's one thing I will say. This is my last thoughts. And
1: the reason I'm bringing oh, yeah, it okay. up partly is, I mean, it's because it's Halloween. It's the month of yeah. Halloween. I, mean,
0: I, I already told my podcast audience on this. I'm only talking about movies that have horror october whatever i'm only talking about for movies like month. yeah for this month yeah and then i'll switch mm-hmm. to, you know switch it back to other movies but yes i've only been talking about uh you know movies like uh horror stuff and whatnot my last episode was signs
1: oh yeah that is a good one i think that it's kind of creeped me out
0: oh yeah i talked about how it made me afraid of corn for a while uh most definitely did
1: oh um isn't there a Stephen King movie about corn? Children of the corn,
0: right? Uh, I don't know if that is Stephen King or not, but I mean, yes, I know I know Children is. of the Corn. Yeah, Children of the Corn. I have a couple, I'll put in a quick, uh, quick plug here. There's a couple of Stephen King uh, novels turned into movies that are going to be talked about in future episodes on this podcast this month, but you'll have to wait and see.
1: Back to when you said what movie scared me? Ugh, Stephen King, It.
0: Pennywise? Ugh. Come on, Georgie, come down and get
1: your boat. I don't remember that part. I
0: probably blacked it out. (laughs) The thing, the thing I always uh, like to tease my mom on, though she might think it's not necessarily scary or a horror movie, but Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Hello, Clarice. Have the lambs stopped screaming? Thanks, Jordan. (laughs) Have fun sleeping tonight.
1: Good night, Jordan.
0: Great. Um, okay. No, the the last, this is actually my last thought. And then, and then we're going to wrap this up is that I do think there actually is, and this is actually something I want to really get across to my audience on here. There is actually something I think to be said about going back and watching older movies because i think there's a lot of younger people out there that maybe are hesitant or reluctant to go back and check something out that maybe from a bygone generation or something that they might not necessarily get or whatever because they see it's dated or bad special effects or whatever whatever but if you truly like film and you're fascinated with the the process the the whole the art industry. form and the industry and everything at large it is important to know its history And so I always am an advocate for going back and checking out those movies that maybe some people consider to be too old, but there's something valuable to them because that's one of the beautiful things about movies from generation to the generation is that they're never made the same way. And certain generations can kind of encapsulate a certain time period. And I'm not saying necessarily the ghost and Mr. Chicken is that, but when I watch a movie like this, it encapsulates to me a time, uh, almost like a, a, what am I trying to say? There's a time capsule. Time capsule. That's, that's what I was trying to say. It's showing an era, an era of the 60s, and it has an innocence to it, and it shows that movies like this got made back then, and I don't really think movies like this get made today. Well, if they do, they're it. not coming in theaters, I can tell you that.
1: It showed how the newspaper was so powerful. Um, there was no social media there were no cell phones there was just the TV news and then yeah. the newspaper Can you, it's huge.
0: maybe they should remake the ghost of Mr. Chicken and have it be social media oh my god did you see all the tweets about the haunted house uh, yeah it'd be, it'd be, it'd be it'd, yeah it wouldn't be good Yeah, and who's gonna replace Don Knotts there's nobody I know he was a
1: one of a kind really
0: so. seems like a cool guy and I have
1: his autograph
0: she does have the autograph, people. So if you want to see it, um, I guess track my mom down and try to ask her about it. But she, she probably you did
1: won't. say I should put it in a frame. I agree.
0: I, yeah. When you showed it to me, you literally showed it to me like on the scrap of paper. You're just like, look
1: at it. I and I
0: was like, mom, I'm like, you got to preserve this. It's history.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: Anywho. All right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up for the episode. Uh, my mom, Linda, I always talk
1: about the story too much,
0: but it's not about that. It's about the journey. It's about the conversation. Just having a good conversation. Didn't you feel like we had a decent one?
1: Well, it was something that I wanted to share from my, I guess from my childhood, but
0: she passed down the ghost to Mr. Chicken and I will pass it along to my children as well.
1: Or you should say how you talk to somebody at work that
0: oh yes older okay well Like myself okay um yeah so, i will
1: w- oh your mom has good taste did she
0: say yeah i won't i won't mention who this person is but what i will say is that yes i i had told a co-worker that my mom was adamant about me watching this movie with don <laughs> Knotts called the ghost and mr chicken and she like lost her mind because she's she's of a similar age to my mom and And she said, she's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, the ghost of Mr. Chicken? That movie's amazing. And I was like. So
1: see, so see, listeners, you've got to just broaden your horizon and check out these things from the past. I
0: mean. The past. The good good old days. Not
1: the long, long past. Just, just, I don't know. Well, okay.
0: It's 60 years old. I think it's the long, long past. All right.
1: How old is, it's a wonderful life. It's It's from the 40s. And it people still watch it. And this yeah. one too. I think if you want a good movie for a Friday night with your whole family, I check
0: will it out. I will rephrase <laughs> and say if you want a good movie when the cable's out, your internet's down and you got nothing to watch and it's oh. a Saturday night that's raining, maybe okay, okay, that sounds a bit harsh. I don't mean to be that harsh on the ghost of Mr. Chicken. It's a nice <sighs> It's a fine movie for a kid, but like I, I'm an adult and yeah, there's some stuff in the movie that doesn't really work for me, but I appreciate Don Knotts Hi. and his unique, uh, his unique performance and just who he is. So there you go. All right. Any final, final last words? Cause I'm going to sign off this episode. Like we're, we're done. No, just thank you
1: for listening and, uh, continue to, Uh, check out jordan's podcast and uh please let him know if you want to be his guest it's fun
0: yes i am open to have actually a a number of different uh different guests on and yes so mom thank you for coming back